Hey guys, this episode is actually a clip from a podcast interview that we did with Q the Nurse. Hopefully, you guys enjoy. That's it. That's it. Now we're ready. We're smiling. We're good. We're good. All right. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Swadik Mayanja, and we are on another episode of the Everyday Hero Show. This week we got we got good peoples. We got good peoples on more nurses, ladies and gentlemen, which makes my heart sing. It really does make my heart sing. This week we have two nurses that have started a podcast, an Instagram page, a Facebook group, a YouTube channel. Ladies and gentlemen, these guys, they're doing things. And yes, I said guys, I'm talking about more male nurses. Can you believe can you believe it? Yes, we got good people. Amazing people on the show. We have Matt and Peter, hosts of Cup of Nurses podcast YouTube channel. Please, please go check them out. But Matt, Peter, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad you have us, man. Thank you for the amazing introduction. <laughs> thank you, Q. The energy was great. We're ready to roll, to be honest. Now, oh yeah, yes. That's what I'm, that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. So, um, so what we're gonna do today is it's a little bit different, right? So I do want a quick, a real quick. So let's start with you, Matt, and then we'll jump to you, Peter. But I just want like a quick, real origin story of um where you from, and then how you got into nurses, how how you got into nursing, and let's do that for you first, Matt, and then we'll jump over to you, Peter. So I came from Poland. I was an immigrant. Came here when I was about five years old. Um, been in Chicago for the you know longest time since I've been born. And in high school, I kind of developed this passion for caring and even being on a soccer team. I always kind of carried like a little first aid kit with me. So ever since then, I kind of developed like I've noticed my like traits. My intuition was kind of guiding me towards just caring for people and nursing kind of was like the best job to be honest i was really into nutrition and health and i was looking up like the dietitian route but it was just very long it was develop more money so i kind of there's, there's a lot more school there's a lot more school with dietitians yes and honestly like you know as we know for nursing it's kind of good for the soul so yes. i've left it ever since and it's been great man it's been a nice run i've been a nurse for three years now and here we are we're, we started a podcast and we kind of wanted to help out more than just what we're kind of doing in the hospital setting. I absolutely love that because I have also been a nurse for three years, so I have so many questions like that specifically are for not the brand new nurse, but for the nurses that are kind of new that are still getting into the group. So uh, uh, we'll get back to that, Matt, in a hot minute. But Peter, Peter, um, same question. Where are you from, origin story, and how did you get into nursing? Right, well, similar to Matt, I was also born in Poland. Um, I came here when I was a year and a half. Same with Matt, immigrated here. Um, are you guys related? I'm sorry. Are you guys related at all? No, we are not. We're just oh, good okay. friends. Well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but luckily when we came here to America, we uh, we both lived near each other. So once we're seeing school, it's about first grade. So we're kind of like lifelong friends for the most part. Oh, goody. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, but coming back to nursing part, so um, I really like the science aspect of, of, of like nursing, um, of medicine for the most part. Um, I like chemistry. I like to see how cells interact with, with one another. And just how the body works in general, like body mechanics. Um, I initially wanted to become a physician, but I did not want to go through all that school. And I wanted to take a route that's more patient direct compared to like physicians where they just kind of come in, stay their business, and then they leave for the most part. So I wanted kind of more of that interaction um, with the patients. And that's what kind of pushed me towards uh, becoming a nurse for the most part. Yeah, so like I can really respect that. See, like, so 
I feel like um, nursing just happened to me. It's not so much. I don't have like a, a amazing origin story, but like I get where you're coming from, right? I just I'm not a school guy, right? I hate school. I'm not a school guy, but um, nursing was the easiest way in. So that's like literally my answer to why I became a nurse. Obviously, that's not what I use for an interview, but that's that's basically my story. But what I'm happy to hear from the both of you, what I'm happy to hear from the both of you is that um, is that. The fact that you guys are men and you guys have chose, you guys chose nursing. It wasn't pushed upon you. It wasn't something that you were told that you needed to do. So let's start right there because we do, I really want to talk about being a man, um, being male and being in nursing, right? So how does it feel, um, Matt and Peter, how does it feel um, to be the minority in the profession? Um, by the way, for those who don't know, um, currently, and I just looked this up, and this is Labor, um, the, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, Men are 12% of the nursing profession. So, Peter, let's start with you. Being 12% of the um, nursing profession, how does it feel? How is nursing school? Do you feel some type of way? Is there a gender bias? Talk to me about your feelings when it comes to being a man in nursing. I don't feel like there's a gender bias, but I've been told many times by my girlfriend and other women in nursing that there is a gender bias. So yeah. your girlfriend is a, is a nurse? Yeah, she's also a nurse. So she feels that... Physicians are uh, more inclined to talk to me and have a conversation uh, with me and view me as, as more um, more of a leader or more of a professional than, than a woman. I mean, I don't, I don't see it happening, um, but that's just their opinion. You know, that is their viewpoint. Obviously, I don't really notice it because I'm, I'm the one that's, that's oh, going with, you know. So, but I don't know, for the most part, I mean, I've been maybe pushed into a little bit of a leadership position um, more uh, earlier than, I'd say, my female counterparts. So maybe there is a little bit of a gender bias because I know I became charged maybe like um, six to eight months into becoming a nurse, just because we were we were short staffed and just because you know staffing needs needs and I had accommodate you know compared to like other females that were there they were didn't really get pushed towards that position until after. Wait, so Peter, so how long have you been a nurse for? Uh, two and a half years. Okay, so we all around the same like two and a half three years, right? right. Um, so w before I jump over to you, Matt, um, you were six to eight months of being a nurse and they asked you, I mean, were you even off of orientation? What do you mean you were a charge nurse? So that was off orientation. So it was probably a good six months off orientation that, that they asked me. Oh, after. okay. So six months after you actually were on your own. Yeah, so orientation was about 13 weeks and then six months afterwards, you know, um, we had charge needs and they kind of pushed me towards it, which I didn't mind. I was, I was okay with it. You know, um, we were, my unit that I currently work in is very, um, turnover, turnover rate is fairly high. Everyone's younger. You usually know they're mid twenties, early thirties. Um, so they kind of come there, get their experience, and they kind of leave. So me being two and a half years in now, I'm one of the senior nurses there, which is which is pretty crazy. I'm 25 years old, you know. But you know, that's yeah, how that, yeah, that's a little crazy that you're a senior nurse two two years in. But like, uh, so I'm not even going to get to the details of that because I've got a lot of feelings about that. That is a of heavy turnover. But I did want to mention to all the listeners, to everyone who's watching right now. Um, I, so I do know, well, at least on the uh, on the Instagram page, it says. By the way, you guys, the Instagram page is going to be. Uh, you guys are going to see it on the screen all day. Please go follow. But on the Instagram page, it says um, that you guys are both ICU nurses, or is that just you, Peter? No, it's both of us. Okay, it's both of you. It's a both of you. All right, so I'm going to get back to you when we're talking about uh, Peter. I'm going to get back to you when we're talking about um, the actual nursing in the ICU in a, in a hot second. But, Matt, let's take it back just a bit, okay? Let's talk about nursing school, Matt. Back, back to the 12% or back to nursing school? 
Uh, uh, same, both. It's about the same thing. Being a male in nursing school, did you feel some type of way? Did, as, uh, and I do want to talk about nursing school in general, but I feel like the fields about nursing school is the same. But I specifically, the only time that it mattered to me that I was a man that was male being in nursing school um, was during my L&D rotation, right? So being 12% of the profession obviously would mean also we would be 12% of nursing grads, nursing students. Were there any hiccups? Were there any bumps in the road? Were there problems specifically with L&D rotation for you during nursing school? How was nursing school for you as a man? Oh, definitely. I was just, we had a uh, graduating class of maybe 25. We were very small. It was just like a very startup program. So there was only three of us. Um, it's kind of interesting because all the men kind of stuck out and we were just very close. We all bonded. We were all like really tight, which is awesome. Good and to to be honest, it did make a difference when you're a nurse in, like, let's just say, nursing school even now because you have those patients that are still kind of old school and don't feel comfortable with you being a nurse because, you know, let's just face it, we're taking care of a generation from the 1950s and 60s, and they, they'll say, I prefer a female, or they feel very embarrassed walking up to the bathroom, and you feel that from them, you know, and you try to help them feel uncomfortable or help them feel comfortable, and sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Um, even L&D rotation, man, that was probably the worst, just kind of being a man and you got the young mom there and sometimes I'm changing the baby and the baby actually peed on me too. I'm like, God. <laughs> Wait, did that actually happen? That actually did happen. It so pooped sorry. on me, man. Or not, it didn't poop on me, but it was just peeing, you know. So that was, that's so interesting. And I think being a male, it's um, it's a little different for you. You have to get used to it. But I feel like we as men, we kind of do you know, it kind of does work out well because sometimes we're a little bit more rational than, you know, females and all that, but we're definitely equal and all that. Well, yeah. So, about, sorry, so we're talking about the LN, LND rotation. Um, during my LND rotation, I was I was a little upset being a male because we had, like, five pregnancies that everyone was able to see, and I was only able to see one of them out of those five because um, the hospital that, that I worked at was predominantly a Middle Eastern population, so they're very cultural and they didn't want to mail in the room. And then on the fifth one, finally, like one of the last days of the rotation, my teacher was snuck me in there, like in the corner, and just like make sure nobody sees you, just so you get it, get it, like you know, just so you can see how a birth happens. Which I'm thankful for that I'm a guy because I do not want to go through childbirth ever in my, in my life. <laughs> but it was, it was really eye-opening, and I, I, I don't think I didn't really see that as much as everybody else, like, like the women. You know, I saw a lot of C-sections because you know that's where they kind of threw me because they couldn't just leave me in the corner while while there's liberties going down. You know. Yeah, so I, so I also, too, saw a couple of C-sections, um, and um, I don't think a lot of our graduating class or our, my cohort, at least during my clinical rotation, saw a lot of live births because, like, L&D is, like, you, it's a hit and miss, and, like, they're there in labor for hours at a time, and if you're, if you're not... If your hours at the hospital are not during their labor, it's too late, too bad, it's your loss, right? So... Um, I don't think I missed out specifically, but the very few opportunities I had um, to see a live birth, the nurse, the, the patient, the nurse was like, nah, she's not into having a male nurse. Right. So um, so that is but that is a very, very, very specific type of nursing. Right. Being a, a, a male nurse, I don't think I like I don't think it's I don't think it's hit me just like what you said earlier, Peter. Right. Like, I don't think it's hit me. In the sense of, I notice the difference, right? But a lot of the female nurses tell me about the things that I am privileged to, I uh, that 
that is different from or whatever the situation is. Um, but let, let me let me ask you, Matt, real quick, because you already touched on it, Matt, uh, Peter. Um, do you, as a nurse, a current working nurse, new grad, whatever you're doing in the ICU, do you feel any type of way? Do you think that you get any privileges? Do you think that there is a bias that comes your way? What is it like? Are there issues? Are there actually issues for you as a male nurse? The only bias would be, as it's funny, is when you have that little dementia grandma that's really, really confused and she'll call you like doctor or something. That's how they reach out to you, unfortunately. You're not a nurse to them. But when it comes to my coworkers, like everything's fair game. We're all like we're a team and there's really no issues. I mean, in the ICU, I feel like our, the patients are usually very sick and they don't move. And we're the lifters. We're, we're the ones that get kind of called in, hey, let me get a boost and all that. So that happens a lot more. And even if the females are pregnant on the floor, then they'll throw you the higher assignment. Because I had a buddy that was working day shift and there was three pregnant girls. And he was getting the ETOH uh, withdrawals. All those heavy, heavy patients no one wants. So let's just say that gets a little bit rough when you have a lot of pregnant women on the floor. Yeah, no, I hear you. But like, but at the same time, like, we don't know what being pregnant is like, right? So, I, I do like being pregnant. I feel like if I don't know, I'm hardcore into we need a paternity. I mean, maternity leave, like hardcore. I think we need a bare minimum, bare minimum of at least twelve weeks of uh, maternity leave. But that's a different topic for a different day. We are indeed going to talk about your last podcast. The universal um, healthcare. I loved it. I listened to it. I love. I have many questions. We are going to get there. Um, but uh, uh, Peter, um, I have yes, I have a few questions for you. So because you just mentioned that number one, your 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 wife, your wife, your girlfriend is a nurse. Number two, you yeah. are a male nurse. So let's talk about dating in the workplace, right? D- is the perception. So I know what I know and I know what I feel. Is the perception that other people have about nurses, um, uh, male nurses, that you're surrounded by hot ladies all day, it's easier for you to pick up ladies. What's the word on the street, Peter? Obviously, you got your game on lock. What's the word? What's the word, guy? You really walked it on this one, huh? (laughs) Yes. Yes, he did. You know, um, I've noticed that, you know, even if you go outside of workplace into the bar or something and you... Say that you're a nurse. I feel like women are more inclined to talk to you, and they see you in a different way. Like they see you not just like you know as as like you know a typical male. He's they so see you as, Yeah, they see you as, as like a provider. You know, and that's what I basically am. But but I am. My girlfriend is also a nurse, but she is also the same nurse on my unit. Oh so call, shit! Right? Wait, is that even allowed? Charge nurse? Do you get special treatment? Well, I'm 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 not a charge nurse now. I'm not. Okay. Full charge, All right. right. If you say so. Charge. If you say so. But it's, it's it's interesting. Like, um, of course, it's it's an issue sometimes because you work in a field with, with with all women, you know, and not everyone knows you're dating. So, you know, some girls will come up to you, talk to you, hit on you, flirt with you, and like, you know, sometimes your girlfriend sees it and you just like, you know, you just roll with it. You're just like, whatever, you know, kind of mind your own business. You, know, you kind of play it off like like nothing happened. You dirty you know? dog, you. You dirty <laughs> dog, you. <laughs> no, I, I would never cheat on anybody, but like, you know, it's like like nurses like nurses come up to you, they talk to you, and they're extra friendly, super friendly, and Sometimes I feel like when women know you have a girlfriend, they're kind of more inclined to, to even talk like talk to you and try to flirt with you, you know? Just because like, they see you as more of like, like an alpha, I guess you, you could say, just because you have a girlfriend. But you know, it's, it, hasn't really, it hasn't been an issue at all for me. We could be a professional workplace because, you know, it's the hospital, you know? No, of course. Yeah, no. That, you know? Yeah, so like... Yeah, the only thing, we just try to have the same schedules, you know? We both work nights. Uh, we just try to 
kind of plan out our schedules together and you know the days off that we that we have for like I said, strictly professional, straight business. Okay, so Matt, let me ask you. Okay, so because because you're the single one, you're single. I'm a. a, a no, I'm dating. You you are you're dating someone or you're dating a, around. A long time. Say, so, say that one more I time. I missed it. Very long time. If you. Have oh, okay, 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 okay. But l l l I'm gonna still ask you the same question anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, so since you are dating, even though you've been dating the same person for a long time, good for you, good for her, congratulations, right? I want you to give me the yes or no answer. No, no wishy-washy, it's great BS, and I know you're biased because you're sitting right there next to Peter. But should you be dating someone on your unit? Is that something you think is okay to do? I'm going to say no. Yeah, yo! Yeah, you okay. shouldn't. <laughs> That was the remark that I always heard, and I always yes. heard stories. It worked out great for him. Personally, I, it's just, you know, it gets sloppy. You know how, like, on the unit gets busy, like the little cheese man gossip and all that. So it just kind of turns into stories he said, she said. And even when I was leaving to travel nursing, I heard it all around. So I just, sometimes you just rather keep your mouth shut and, uh, on the unit, to be honest. So, so no I was, and I was completely against dating. On the unit or dating in the workplace, but I guess I have I guess I have a habit because my last ex girlfriend I also met her at work too, so I don't I don't know what's going on with me, but you know it's just love <laughs> well, the crazy thing I guess right? Uh, I, I guess it's a crazy thing or or it's just it, so the the way I look at it the way I look at it is like there's two things right there's two ways you could go about it so if you are act like if you're actually dating someone and you like have your heart into it then I'm okay like I really am okay with dating like we're together this is a long term thing great congratulations hugs and kisses do your thing boo boo but if you like. I mean, you guys are young. You guys are young. You guys have been nurses for you guys look good. You guys are in shape. If you're in this phase of your life, right. I say, I, I say, yo, like, keep it easy. Just because, just because if you are looking long term, great, because then it can be a real thing. But if it's just a quick look, I'm just trying to live life. That's an issue. I think that can be an issue. And it turns into gossip. And I, let's talk about gossip. <laughs> yeah, Q, are you married? You got a girlfriend? Oh, no. I don't. I don't care. I don't kiss. I tell you. Are you guys a, a goddamn mind? This is the interview. Wait, no, 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 no. So I am seeing. I am seeing a person. Um, I've been seeing a person for a long time outside of work, outside of nursing. She doesn't even do nursing. Um, but um, but yeah, that's for a different day. That's <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no. So let's talk about the gossip because look. Um, so. I, it's 2019, and you know, so we're talking about the SJWs and the social justice warriors, and oh my goodness, there's 16 different types of genders and all of this crazy stuff. I don't want to get into those knee deep stuff, right? But what right. I do, like, I want to cut, I want to touch upon the bare bones. And the bare bones for me is for people who tell me that there aren't, a, that there isn't a difference between men and women, I say bullshit. I'm just going to say bullshit. I'm just, I can't, I can't, because there really is working in a profession with all women. It's like my like I, I like I see everything like it's just very different than the conversations, the relationships, the just the way I am with other men is very, very different than my conversations and my dealings with the uh, the vast majority of women that I work with, right? Um, 
and that's why I want to talk about the gossip in the unit, right? So let's talk about the gossip in the unit, right? And especially you, Peter. I don't know, Matt, if you if you do nights, but Peter, since you do nights, you know that there is that downtime, and I don't want to call it downtime, but time where people are actually sleeping. There's not much going on, and everyone gathers up at the nursing station and they start talking some real shit. We play that happens, right? Right, Q. <laughs> no, 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 no one's playing cards. No, no, nobody's playing cards. Don't you get me in trouble there, man. Are you out of your goddamn mind? You try to lose, have me lose my license. Stop it. <laughs> but no one's playing cards. But when people are talking shit, the gossip is hardcore. Hard, hardcore. Do you participate? Do you put in your finger in there? Because people are going to listen. People you work with are going to listen. So you need to know. I need to know. Do you talk shit? Is this part of what you do? Do you are you okay with it? Are you not okay with it as a charge nurse? Do you control it? How do you deal with the gossip that is constant, like literally all day, every day at a nurse's station? You know what? I listen to it, but I don't talk about it. And when I do listen to it and I listen too long, I just sit back down and say, "Why is this relevant?" Yes. Why is this? Why is this so important? Like, what's the what's the big deal? Like, why are you? you bringing in other people's outside lives in, into work. Like, why does that matter? You know, like, who cares? You see this person for 12 hours a shift and then you don't talk to them at all. Like, don't bring their, their it's not even your business, it's their business. Don't bring them into the workplace. Like, it's not a, it's not a big deal. And like, I don't know, women like to talk. You know, when they get bored, they start talking and it's kind of what they enjoy. Yeah, no, so it makes sense. And I, and I really, I just want to, I just want to put this out there, ladies and gentlemen. So I just want to just like, I really want to just be as, like as, straightforward as possible like i don't i really so yes guys like the gossip too sure yeah but like I, every time i'm in a, with a group of guys it's maybe this is stereotypical but we are talking about the football game but we are talking about the baseball game but we are talking about the the uh, the game of throw whatever the hell it is right and yes we do have those conversations but it is it is actually like it is an actual difference that I notice when I'm at work and I'm surrounded by the female nurses. There is an actual difference. There, there, we do talk a lot more about other people and the good and the bad and things we hate about that chick or that nurse or him or her, whatever the situation. Who's dating who? Who's f whatever? Right. We'll talk about that, right? We'll talk about that. So, Matt, yeah. uh, Matt, let's talk about this, all right? So, since you, I feel like maybe you, this relationship you've been in is a little has been less extensive as the one that Peter has, but um, um, Grey's Anatomy, you know Grey's Anatomy or those, you know, uh, hospital show scrubs and how people hook up in the hospital. I have never watched Grey's Anatomy in my life. You've I've never watched? watched? I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. I've maybe seen like half an episode of my girlfriend. That's about it. Matt? Same I thing? I've watched it, man. I've watched um, Chicago Med, for example. That's it. Chicago Med, I can respect, but... Neither of you have watched Grey's Anatomy. I don't think you guys are allowed to be nurses. I like scrubs, but that's more about positions, but it's still cool. It's cool. <laughs> I hear you. I like scrubs, Question. too. Grey's Anatomy is all about physicians. It's about surgeons, like the, 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 the top of the top of physicians. But um, what's it called? Matt, hooking up at work. Is this something that you've done? Do you have any stories? Wait, have you snuck up, around? Hooked up at work. At work, I'm talking about in the hospital, in a break room, in the corner, and so something oh, I, spicy. No, I've never hooked up in any any workplace at all. No, no. Uh, I have not. I've dated a coworker before, but I've never, I've never hooked up actually physical. In, at, I thought I was gonna dig up some dirt so you could let the fans know. I I, I like to I like to get the dirty dirty. That's what I do. It's what hey, I do. Slip up, huh? 
<laughs> of course. That was the hope. That was the goal. That was the goal. All right, let's talk about some seriousness now. All right, all right we, we we've been we've been man uh, what's it called? Mansplaining, man spreading, whatever it's called. We've been doing the man thing, and it's an issue. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to get it off my chest. It's off my chest. Let's talk about some business. All right. So the last um, podcast, which, by the way, every single person who's listening to this, please go check it out. Go check out their um, Cup of Nurses podcast. It's fantastic. And this last one specifically, it got my heart racing. It got me really happy because I thought I was the only nurse that was like, so I'm knee deep in politics. Right. So you guys talked about universal basic income. You guys talked about positivity. You guys talked about Bernie Sanders. So let's start right there. Are you guys Bernie bros? Are you a Bernie bro? See, the last election, I was, a, I was a Bernie bro, and then, you know, he got outvoted by Hillary. But yeah. um, I haven't really paid too much uh, attention to everybody else. But, like, Bernie Sanders, for me, sticks out more. And plus the fact that it was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm not sure if you watched that or not. But, Love it. you know, that kind of made me like him a little bit more. I, like, I kind of like his, like his ideas. Um, I'm not that big into socialism. But I guess he's trying to do like a democratic socialism thing going on. I mean, exactly. for that one socialism is, I don't think that that's right. I mean, socialism has failed so many times that I don't think we should repeat that over again. We should find something, you know, in between like uh, what we have now and, and socialism. Because you know, we're, as America, we're supposed to be democratic, but a lot of times we see that, you know, we don't really follow the, the democratic system. Yeah. I think it's important just to stand by somebody that's tackling the real issue of healthcare because we have to realize that. This, you know, healthcare sector, what we talked about is a $3 trillion system, and it's causing a lot of issues. People are, I wonder, what's the statistic on that? What's the average American, how many pills are taking at a time? Like, it's, it's just crazy, man. And, like, even, like, the, the fact that there's no pharmaceutical commercials in other countries or Europe, and in America we have pharmaceutical commercials. It's just mind-blowing how we've neglected our, our system, and... Our pharmaceutical companies aren't regulated. They're just kind of, you know, running around wild in America, and we're just taking this all in. And he's the man that's kind of trying to cut the the devil's head out. But I don't know, man, because you got all this lobbying money. I don't know what he's gonna be able to do. It's gonna be interesting. It's rough. It's yeah, rough. his healthcare plan is, seems like the most appealing to a uh, majority of senators. I think there was like 14 senators that co-signed it. But it's more like the, like the Canadian version because I know a lot of uh, countries in Europe they have just a uh, straight government run. A healthcare system like England, they're they're just straight government. So all the money goes to government, and the government does does everything with it. The one he's proposing is the government collects the money, but it gives it to private entities uh, so they can disperse it. So like the government's gonna collect the money, but then give it give it away to hospitals, and they're gonna dictate how much uh, they're gonna pay for medication or how much they can give to physicians and nurses. So it's more, it's kind of like like half private, half government run for the most part, which is which is a, I feel like it's better than like the straight government run. Yeah. So. Uh, uh- I love it. Like, I love it. And, like, the reason I say that you guys need to go listen to a couple of nurses is because, like, if you listen to me, like, I'm all opinion, right? I tell you the facts straight up, and then I just talk about how I feel. But the couple of nurses, when you listen to that podcast, it is straight, like, you. it's a lot of information. And specifically that last episode, I got a lot of information about the uh, universal basic income, about how how our healthcare system is currently run versus what it could look like if we had a Medicare for all system. So like definitely if you if you're confused, if you want to know a little bit more information, please, 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 please go listen to the cup of nurses. Um, um very, very insightful. But I don't want to get too much into the nitty-gritty of the policy of the details of how much it's gonna cost and all of this stuff. But uh uh um Matt, do you think that 
um, the Medicare for All system can work? Because I, I know you guys talked about this on your last podcast, but I want you to um, expand on it. A big issue that most people say about Canada or even in England in the European countries that have Medicare for All system or single pay system is that the long wait times. What is your like? That's like the number one concern that people have outside of the cost, which, by the way, it's going to be cheaper if you do it just by the single payer. But that's a different issue. The long wait times. Talk to me about the long wait times. Do you think that's a, something that we as Americans can overcome if we do implement a single player Medicare for all system? I think, excuse me, I think it's possible. We just have to figure out more prevention medicine. Like, we don't focus on that at all. Everything is fever, headache, flu, boom, ER, right away. We have to figure out a prevention system or small little clinic, something that could be dispersed into a clinic and, like, treatable on the, on the smaller scale. The big issue stuff, let's go to the hospital. Like, there has to be more testing done, prevention of, like, for example, hypertension. Like, those little silent killers... You know, even if you go to a doctor, he never talks to you about nutrition. Or even when I went with my father, when it came to lowering his cholesterol, I'm like, hey, what if we don't do the stand first? Let's, you know, do A, B, and C lower. No, no, you have to take a stand. Like, we're not pushing for um, longevity by, you know, uh, mindfulness, by eating healthy. None of that's pushed. Everything is pharmaceutical and everything is so strictly business in a way. And that has to change our um, holistic way of healing just like in nursing everything's holistic it has to be applied to medicine in order for this to work and of course all of us have to be more responsible for our own health because we totally neglect that like a lot of people like even diabetes you see it for yourself the foot ulcers we don't like a doctor doesn't emphasize hey eat healthy so you can prevent this a b and c no take a metformin continue your same lifestyle and then five years down the line it gets worse you start getting neuropathy you get another pill for you know, neuropathy and it just continues and this is chain. Like there is no prevention of which has to be emphasized. No, I love that because that's what people don't understand, right? Uh, in our current system with at least, I think it's like the numbers like 28 million plus people who are not insured. So for all of those people and, and you have to add into the fact that there's hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people who are underinsured. So a lot of people are afraid to go to the hospital when small things happen. I had a huge weight gain. My leg looks funny. I, I, my, my tooth hurts. My head hurts, whatever. But they won't go to the hospital because they don't want to um, pay the bill because they don't have the insurance that would cover all of that. And they wait till it gets to the final stages of I can't move because I'm in so much pain or I'm in so like I'm passed out because my blood pressure, whatever the situation is, people wait till the final, like the worst case scenario, which costs the healthcare system a million more times mo mo more money than it would if the patient just went there to their um, primary and got the preventative care that they needed. So if we get this healthcare thing under lock and people aren't afraid to go to the hospital, aren't afraid to go to their doctors, it's going to reduce the cost because like you said, and I'm 1000% with you on that boat. Preventative care is the best care because why treat an issue when you can prevent an issue? So, um, so Peter, <clears throat> I, I, I want to talk now I want to switch roles, right? Because I'm happy. And like you guys, I, I can't stress it enough. I really did enjoy uh, that last, that last episode of, um, cup of nurses. I have my hardcore policies. I love that junkie. I'm just, I'm, I'm into, I'm knee deep into that stuff. But Peter, let's talk about the origins of cup of nurses. How did that start? Why did you guys decide that you wanted to do cup of nurses? 
Well, the origin uh, was based off Matt's idea. Uh, Matt wanted to start a blog, so we actually started a blog back in the day. It was like two years ago, yeah, I believe. We just wrote uh, wrote uh, just blog posts, more scientific based, more research based, things about optimism, like how um, that kind of. We started that on WordPress, and then we eventually moved up to um, thinking about doing a podcast. That was back in January. Yeah, like, so we've been podcasting now for about eight months. Um, but yeah, it all started off from like a, like a health health and wellness blog that we used to do for for fun. Um, we post every Friday, you know, and then we just thought we could do more of. We want to do more, and we really enjoy listening to podcasts. So we thought, hey, why don't we just start a podcast? Um, maybe some people would might want to listen to us and like what we have to say and, and just listen to us. And that's kind of where it started. It's basically how it happened. So you, so okay, good. So, so Matt, you can f- finish up on this. Um, so you did your blog posts. Are you continuing to blog post? Do you do both? Um, when did when did it go from? just blog posts to blog posts and podcasts or just podcasts and then when did you guys make that final jump to we need to be on instagram and youtube so we used to always write back you know back to back blog posts and eventually you have to realize that we have limited we have limited time yes. and unfortunately in order to grow and do things you have to buy time that's that's just how things work so in order for us to scale and keep expanding keep doing things we started looking to like freelancing and stuff like that. So we have a really good friend that she kind of pitches ideas, writes blog posts, we look things over and we kind of just move forward and we focus on the video aspect of things, which is what we're doing currently now. And eventually we want to move out from that because video editing and doing that takes a lot of our time. And you know, you have you work thirty six hours a week plus of course. You try to balance a work life balance with your girlfriend or whatever is going out. And then you're trying to do this on the side. So we have to buy more time, and we're going to try to move from that and just focus on other things, just like we want to eventually create more um, like nursing-based things to help nurses out, more resources, maybe like a little course or something. So we're working towards that. Yeah, we want to go a little bit more YouTube-heavy. So we could somehow eliminate all this editing that we're doing, because editing itself takes us like two hours. Plus. Talk about it. Talk yeah. about that goddamn story. Like it, editing is hardcore. Right. Yeah, especially with the whole green screen, you gotta you gotta fix that up and, and all that. So hopefully, we're trying to move away from that and go a little bit more YouTube heavy. So maybe shorter videos, uh, more teaching videos, like we talked about before. Maybe like some go like a sim lab kind of more education like that, which is a shorter time frame and more um, like hands on. Yeah. So so. Okay. Um, I want to talk about so. So I'm understanding why you started, right? Like uh, the transition from blog post to podcast makes sense. The transition from podcast to like at least let's put a camera in front of us and let's at least record our podcast so we can put it up on YouTube makes sense because that's basically my situation, right? Like, but I went kind of backwards from it because I, I I love the camera, man. I love I, I so I started with video and then I was like, you know what? Let me just re- put the audio on a podcast. So I want to know what your what's is there an end goal? Like, what is at the highest aspirations of Cup of Nurses? And this is either Pat or Matt. You guys can answer. Um, Pat, sorry. Peter or Matt, you guys can answer. Highest aspirations. What do you guys see Cup of Nurses being? Like, what is the end goal? What do you, like, what, what is it? What is there a goal? Or is it, I just want to spread the love. Well, we want to spread the love as well. But eventually some, like, some monetary goals would, would be, like, Attainable, I would say maybe like you know how there's U World. I'm sure you've heard U World for yes. Okay. Yes. We kind of want to be be like U World, but like a podcast for it. We want to be 
your go-to for all your nursing education, all your nursing needs, and just discussions, just take over nursing for the most part. And, and especially for nursing students, let's just say when you went through school, you had like six different resources, how to like study, you had, you know, um, ATI, you had Kaplan, you had all these little things, all these little books, and like there's something universal that would be great. Let's just say a nursing student just buys one little product, and this is going to be their guide through nursing school that would help them and to simplify things because sometimes you're scrambling, learning, trying to figure out what is the best method and we would like to become a resource how to simplify that for nurses. Plus it's more genuine, we're going to be more um, connected, maybe we could do some live tutoring in the future. We're just very open to a lot of things and you see where things are going to progress. I, I, I hear you. Um, so, um, so uh, it does, this doesn't even have to be nursing oriented. Like, just give me, and uh, I want to know current things that you guys are currently, um, like, uh, go ahead. Masterminding, just think, like, is that what you kind of mean? Like, what are we kind of working on currently? No, no, so, no, no, not that, but I want to know what you guys are consuming. Like, I want to know the, 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 what is it that you guys are watching? What is it that you guys are um, reading? Is it, is it, are you guys heavy? So I know you mentioned Joe Rogan, right? Like, are you listening to a, a ton of podcasts? Are you guys watching a ton of Netflix, a YouTube? Like, where is where are you? Where do you go as nurses outside of I need to make content for a couple of nurses out like as just a human being as Matt and Peter? Where do you go for? I want information on nursing. I want entertainment on nursing. I want whatever for nursing. Where would you go outside of obviously cup of nurses? Like who are your people? Where do you go? Okay, I mean I do a lot of Joe Rogan probably like every day. Um, I know he has a lot of comedians on there. I kind of avoid those, uh, but he has a lot of like historians, people like that, and I like to get ideas from him and then kind of, kind of tie it into nursing or tie it into like a health news because obviously if he's talking about it, it's probably trending right now. So if he's talking about a certain thing, I more inclined to look it up because that's probably more legit and it's. Joe Rogan, so he's, he's a pretty serious individual. He has very intelligent, serious gentlemen on there that, that know what they're talking about. So I, I use that for like our health news. Well, a lot of times I just Google like nursing news or, or health news. I also do a lot of Reddit. I'm not sure if you do Reddit at all, but I'm yeah. really heavy as where I find most of the, the topics that, that I find interesting. And um, I know Matt looks up a lot of YouTube tutorials and, and how to do, do certain things in the background and just kind of forwards them towards me and kind of just learn together for the most part. And also, um, I don't know, do you, do you know who Gary V is? Gary Vaynerchuk? Of course I know Gary V. I got his sneakers right there. What do we mean? This guy's a real fan. I never had him. But, so he's kind of like my guy that really hypes me about things and makes me kind of stay on top of things and like the, where the medium is, where you know, society is going, what's, what are people consuming. He's like very tapped into the culture. So I try to stay up on top of him as well and just kind of figure out what's going on or Instagram is making a big change. We've got to change this. So he's he's really my go-to guy as well on top of um, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you guys mentioned the video editing stuff, but, like, I want to talk about your, your, your videos on Instagram. So I really like those because they're, like, so, like, I, I get, like, excited when I... <laughs> So, like, I don't know, for those who are watching, so, yeah, I think for those on my fans that are seeing, watching this, my people that are watching this, they know my Instagram, and it's super colorful, and I like to do crazy edits, and I do talk about random shit all the fucking time, right? Like, I'm all over the place, but that's just who I am as a... Go ahead. Are you going Jerry 51? 
Yeah, no. I'm... <laughs> so you saw that. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to Area 51. But like, that's that's my thing, right? So like, I know, like, and specifically Gary V, he's always talking about pick a niche and go to it and do it and go hardcore and like a hundred. But like, I like so nursing is my base, and I talk about nursing. I say eighty percent of the time, but like, I do like to expand, right? What is it? So I know for you, Peter, Joe Rogan is your go-to. So Joe Rogan talks about zero things about nursing, but like you said, you can pull out the healthcare news. You can pull like the news that is relevant to you out of his podcast. But Matt, I want to talk about what is the stuff outside of nursing that you do? Like Gary V is very like, do your cup of nursing podcast work like moving forward, but just strictly entertainment. When you want to have fun, where do you go? Who is your people? Hot, hot. Like six pack of beer. Six oh, yeah. pack. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, it, it, like, and and that's the thing though, because like I honestly forget that nurses are human beings too, and they're not in the hospital all the time. Obviously, like I just said, I like to talk about a million things outside of nursing, but like I forget that, and like nurses want to talk about things, do care about things that are outside of patients' butts. I've been I've been really on this journey of. Mindfulness, to be honest, I've been listening to the doctor, Dr. Joe Dispinoza. He talks about this um, neuroscience and like how we could um, outer regulator of genes on and off. So I've been really listening to his stuff and trying to like listen to my inner self. So I've been on this little spiritual journey with myself, to be honest. That's what I've been consuming a lot on top of eating healthy and you know working out. And I miss playing soccer. That's why I would love to get back to. I just want to buy some more time somehow in my life, man. I'm a, I'm a huge soccer person, and ever since we came back from California, we just stopped playing. Oh, okay. So, so you used to play soccer? Oh yeah. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. Good. Did you also play soccer, Peter? Yes, sir. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> like for us, yeah. We as Europeans, that's like our go-to sport. If there's like the World Cup or Euro Cup, that's one thing I'm consuming, um, let's just say if Poland is playing for the qualifiers, I'll make sure I have a day off that you know that week or something like that just to watch it. So yeah, that's it. La Liga, let's make it happen, baby. <laughs> let's make it happen. I'm African, so I, I understand the culture. Soccer is literally all we have. When I say all we have, I mean it's all we have. So I hear you. I understand you. I understand you. Um, so uh, let, let's wrap this up. Okay, so um, just uh, before I tell everybody to go find you guys i want you guys to just if if there's anything that i didn't cover that you guys wanted to talk about is there anything topics nursing issues nursing news is there anything specifically that you had on your mind that you wanted to mention before i let you go um to mention i mean i'm kind of curious what you enjoy outside of workplace Oh, well, that's a good. Well, thank you for asking. So, Peter, oh, you must be a good nurse. You must be a really good nurse, Peter. Great <laughs> from Q. Okay. What roots? Yeah, so let me let me just give you the my quick history. So I was born in South Africa. My parents are Ugandan. So I am Ugandan, but I was born in South Africa, moved here when I was six, been here ever since, grew up in Newton, Mass. So Massachusetts, Boston, Mass. Um, it's like a suburb, like 15, 10 minutes out of Boston. Um, and I grew up there. Um, super simple, um, uh, happy childhood, happy, happy childhood. Uh, I became a nurse first thing like that was I went into college for nursing. I came out of college as a nurse and I've been a nurse ever since I'm 25 years old now. Um, and I've been a nurse for about uh, three years, two and a half, three years. Um, but so what I do for fun, like my enjoyment outside. So, yes, so I do listen to um, 
uh, uh, Joe Rogan. I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Um, but like politics is like it's crazy to say, but like politics, I enjoy politics. So I like I like I like watching the news. I enjoy the Young Turks. I enjoy like get, like I that's like that. That that it makes me ha- it's crazy to say people are like it's toxic and Donald Trump is making it crazy but I'm like I'll soak it all up I like I love it I love I love that the 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 fight that fight right and I'm definitely a progressive through and through I'm definitely a Bernie bro he's been my guy since 2016 um, but like that's where I get my joy and my entertainment but outside of that obviously like movies I love hip hop so like uh, Chance the Rapper Jay Z like that, that so I'm like I'm a regular dude with a uh, uh, yes, yeah. So, so like I'm. Uh, th- that's quick, quick history of who I am. Um, ladies and gentlemen that have been listening, thank you so, so very much. Right, I really do appreciate it. I love when I get that testosterone into the ma- male nursing. I, it just gets me. It gets me going. It gets me going. There's hope. And for the men out there that are listening, that are nursing students, that are nurse, that, that are not even in the healthcare field, that are thinking about what they want to do in the future, nursing is a fan. Fantastic, fantastic profession. I call you guys everyday heroes, so I like to leave off my shows like this. Please give me advice. So I want, so Peter, I want you to answer for future nursing students, for future nurses. Give them some advice. What should they know? What should they do to be a good nurse? And then, Matt, I have a different question for you. The best advice I could give to a new nurse or a student nurse is. Look at the mark before you give medications and look the medication up so you know what those medications you're giving because there's been quite a few times where I've been stumped where I haven't seen a medication but I was in a hurry and I was like, all right, whatever, I'm not going to ask anything. And I just went to the patient's room, told the meds and like, hey, what does the medication do again? And I'm just like, oh, I'm not sure. It's for, it's for this, but I'm not sure how it works. Let me get back to you. So that's probably the number one advice I give is look up your medication before you give them because people are going to ask questions. I love it. I love it. That's some really good. Do you have anything to add, Matt? Or because I do have a different question for you, but like, do you have any specific advice for new nurses, nursing students? I would learn how to like, outside of work, how to de-stress yourself. I feel like a lot of people or nurses don't have, um, even they know how they don't know how to cope properly sometimes with work. Like we deal with a different type of stress, especially the nurses that maybe want to be in like ICU or intensive care unit, anything around those lines. Like you're dealing with death and dying. And sometimes you learn, you take things personally and you hold on and that emotion sits in you and it it dwells and it creates toxicity, let's just say, in the long term. You have to learn how to cope properly, how to have those positive outlets and do things outside of nursing that's fun and unplug, you know what I mean? We have an awesome profession where you have to learn how to unplug from our roles, right? And eat healthy too because a lot of times we're snacking on the unit all the time. Yes, 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 yes. Especially for you night nurses, eating healthy is a hard, it's, it's a challenge. It really is just a hardcore challenge. Um, but Matt, so my specific question for you and Peter, you can answer as well. Um, but, and that was a perfect transition because that's literally the question I wanted to ask. It's because outside of nursing, because you guys are doing cup of nurses and that is something that is nursing oriented, but it is outside of your day to day, 36 hours, 40 hours, whatever you guys do. Um, what, what advice do you have for people who want to go outside of their day-to-day and um, chase a hobby, chase a plan, chase something that they have a passion for that isn't their um, nine-to-five, that isn't providing them a check? What advice do you have for those folks? Because like you guys said, you guys have been doing this for eight months, and it, it, I, I don't know what the exact details are, but you guys, I mean, you guys are growing quickly, and you guys are doing very, very well. So what advice do you have for people 
who want to step outside of their day-to-day and they want to follow a passion that they have? I would just say go for it. Like, even if you're younger, just be a risk taker. You have nothing to lose. You don't want to live in a regret. And kind of Gary Vee says that. You know, like those patients or somebody that tells themselves, I wish I did A, B, and C, and they're in their freaking 70s. Like, regret looks horrible. Even, like, let's just say you're dating and you want to go, you know, let's just say, talking bros, right? Pick up a chick and you said, ah, you just kind of, you had that feeling, gut feeling, you stopped, your heart was beating, you just never did it. And then you're like, what if, what if? Well, you could have just freaking went there and did it, got rejected, and you know what? You say you did it. So the advice is just be a risk taker. Go out and fail if you have to. Make a smart move. Plan it out. Don't go broke from your, you know, um, unre- you know, not being rational about things. But just think about it. Go for a risk take, man. Yeah, man, much hit me on the head right there. But the main thing that kind of made me the person I am today is probably fitness. The fact that just going to the gym, um, it builds character. I feel like uh, when you walk into the gym, you know, when you first start start working out, you're a lot smaller than everybody else, and a lot of people look better than you, but. Or sometimes a lot bigger than everybody else. Yeah, and that's kind of like the first step of of maturing. It's like people are different, you know. People are going to be better at you at certain things than others. And it builds structure in your day. So it kind of already builds a schedule for you because you know you have to go to the gym and you kind of work around it. So I feel like just going to the gym and being healthy, um, first of all, you're going to look better. It's going to give you a better perspective of yourself. And it's something that you can attain. So it's like a visual goal. So the more you go to the gym, you, you progress more and you visualize your progression. And that kind of shows you that, hey, you know, things take time, but if I do them consistently, you know, it's going to work out at, at the end. Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, do you guys have any more time, or am I taking too much time off of you? I have, uh, like, a couple more questions. I, I promise. I'll I have... work till about 12 hours from now. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we're good. I got a couple of minutes here. Okay, good, good. So let's, because uh, both of you guys look like you're in very good shape, right? So, like, this is for both of you. I want to know what your work schedule is. Oh, wait, Matt, do you do night shift? I work night shift as well, yeah. Okay, so this is perfect, right? This is perfect. Because I, I recently went to night shift, right? I've, I've done night shift for, what, six months? Maybe so. Money, money, money. Money, 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 baby. Talk to me. Yeah, that differential, <laughs> though, right? That differential. Yes. So, um, but um, outside of the money, right? Be, working night shift is very difficult. I want you, the both of you guys, just literally just give me a breakdown of what your night schedule because like going from working nights to hanging out with your girlfriend especially your 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 girlfriend friends your social people your family whoever that don't work night shift is very difficult number one number two getting in time to work out go to the gym especially the days you do work seems impossible and then eating healthy please just the both of you i want to hear from both of you break down that night schedule how do you guys like really fit everything into working a night schedule and stay healthy and stay young and stay active and have a podcast and all of this stuff. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real grind if you think about it. It's it's crazy. One thing that I've really learned and I've disciplined myself with, and we both followed this diet. And if people are curious about this diet, we have a whole podcast episode about it. But it's called intermittent fasting. Like it yes. structures your eating periods. Um, we don't eat for 16 hours a day, and we have an eight-hour eating window, plus or minus. Sometimes things change, especially in the hospital. But when I come into work night shift, I try to stop eating by midnight. That's my goal. Sometimes I'll go over that or before that, and I'll just have a quick meal, snack, and then I have eight hours of nursing where I don't think about eating. And what happens with that diet is, on top of the health benefits, 
you you stop thinking about food or what should I eat next, what's going on with that, and you free up your you know your mental power to do other things and tackle different tasks. That probably diet was life changing for me. And people that will start realizing that there's mental clarity there, and you're able to hone in on other things and focus on other stuff. And even working out, I fast for let's just say 14 hours a day, or let's just say nine hours a day, and I'll go to the gym after work still, because you don't have that carb crash, you don't feel so foggy, and you don't talk yourself out of doing things. So it's and it's also building habit, right? You kind of you have a structure, and you just sometimes you suck it up even though you're tired. You take like a little scoop of pre-workout or black coffee because you're in a fasted state and you just kind of go with it so that's that diet has been life-changing for me personally before you go peter i just want to ask is the intermittent fasting the same on days you're working versus days off like when you if you stop eating at 12 o'clock even on your days off is your eight hour window till midnight like what is that what is does is there a switch between days on versus days off no that's it i stop eating at midnight and i don't eat till 4 p.m literally every single day it's been like that on repeat yeah. so you're saying 4 p.m till midnight is when you eat that's the only time you have allowed to eat i don't eat. I, so I, I eat from 4 p.m to midnight so it's only eight oh, hours. okay 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 so peter so basically the same question but if you can focus more on the social stuff how do you fit in your girlfriend how do you fit in um the podcast how do you fit in all of this stuff while working nights and staying healthy like how do you do all of that so my girlfriend also does lights, so that kind of helps out oh, a that's lot. Good, yeah. you know, but structure, everything structure, and everything has has a has a time uh, time gap in or like a structured time. So I do CrossFit, so I can only go to the gym when there's trainers there. You know, so I have only that hour or that two hour window to to work out, and then it's literally everything is time based. So we have a Google Calendar that has. All the stuff we've got to do on it, and we just hit it, you know, one by one. And from this time, to this time we record. I'd say, you know, like today's interview. You know, we started interview at what around around ten. I'm not sure what time it is over there. Yeah. And then we kind of freed up time, probably till like about noon. So we left like a three to four hour window for recording, just in case. And then we're also going to record after we're done with you. you know, so everything has a, has a, has a set schedule. You know, it's all time based. But like you're saying, more social aspects. So. The fact that it's all time-based, usually I try to get done uh, by like 9 o'clock p.m., have everything finished, um, and then kind of 9 till midnight is kind of my time. Sometimes that time is overlap because usually I watch Netflix and I edit, edit videos at, at the same time. So like I have one headphone in while I still pay attention to the, to the TV for the most part. Um, so I try to kind of work through my social hours. My girlfriend doesn't want to spend time with me, and she just wants, you know, alone time with me because she hasn't seen me for a while. So I kind of, even though... I'm with her. I'm still doing doing stuff, you know, for the podcast and stuff. But yeah, just my social hour, the hour, the time to take to myself is the time I, I work out. So when I work out, it's all about me. I think that's very important. We all gotta take time just just for ourselves, because you know, even though you know, I hang out with Matt a lot. You know, he's cool. I don't always want to be with Matt. You know, <laughs> respect. Yeah, like you know, I'm with my girlfriend girlfriend a lot, but the time that I'm working out, it's just me. Just focus on me. Just me and my mind. And that kind of sets precedent over anything else and I feel like that makes everything else a lot easier because so I could take out all the anger I had at work at the gym you know if my girlfriend suddenly upset me I could take it out at work if Matt pissed me off today I'd go to the gym work it off and I, then I come out with a clean slate yes um, and then just I know I, I keep saying I'm almost done but just quick touch on just I know you're the fasting right but outside of the fasting 
is there a specific diet? Are you guys vegetarian? Are you guys vegan? Are you guys paleo? Are you guys uh, fucking eating? Like, what is the actual diet outside of the fasting? Like, so, what are you actually eating? Yeah, so, so this, if you're eating. Yeah, so, so fasting, <laughs> fasting is, is amazing and it did a great job for me. Um, and what I try to do outside of fasting is uh, low carb, high protein. So almost like keto. I know last year um, was the first time I ever got a six pack. You know, it's, got, it's gone now. I'm working on it again. Do you think, Peter? Sunshine, summer's up. I was doing strict intermittent fasting from 12, uh, 12 midnight till uh, 4 p.m. And I was doing no more than 50 carbs a day. And that, that's the best part of the healthiest I've ever been in my life. Well, me and Matt did do a, we did have a vegan phase. I'm not going to lie. Well, we went vegan for about eight months, which consisted of, of Oreos and, and jackfruit yes. for the most part. Uh, we did it last year, so veganism wasn't as popular here in the Midwest as, as it is now. We went on a vacation to California and Colorado where veganism was, was really popular then. So it was easy for us to change while we were on vacation. But then when we came back here to Illinois, it was like, shit, what are we going to eat? Everything's, everything's meat. You know, they didn't have the vegan burgers here. You know, this was last year, so it wasn't that big of a rise. But we did try different diets, but I feel like the diet, best diet for me is intermittent fasting and having a, a low-carb diet. It's when I feel the best and just more I'm mentally clear. And it's different for everybody. I know we're all we're all different and different different genetics, and people just gotta find the diet that fit, fits them. It can't be. I don't view it more as a diet. I feel it's more of a lifestyle because when someone says diet, it's almost temporarily. Like, hey, I'm gonna go on a diet for six months. I'm gonna lose ten pounds. And I'm gonna do do what I've been doing for you know, to back to what I've been doing. It's not fair. It's, it's not gonna work. You know, it's it's all gonna go to shit for the most part. So you kind of gotta pick a good lifestyle that that, that fits you. You know if. If high carb works for you and you know you're losing weight and you're achieving your goals, you know, do, do high carb. Find something that, that works for you and stick to it. You know, that way you're less inclined to you know going back to your old old habits and, and old ways. I, I hear you. I, I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Matt and Peter from the Couple of Nurses. Um, we talked about literally everything from being a male nurse to Bernie Sanders to Joe Rogan. We, ta- we talked about it all, mate, ladies and gentlemen. All. We talked about it all. Um, and then we did, of course, talk about nursing and the good, the bad, the dating, everything in between, y'all. Um, please go check them out. Cup of Nurses on Instagram. Cup of Nurses on um, Facebook. Cup of Nurses on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Most definitely, please go listen, go listen, go listen. Um, are there any other places that I forgot to plug that you guys need to um, have been plugged? Where, where else can they find you outside of all those places? Um, that's about it, right? We also have a Facebook group. If um, people are, if you're very, if you're nursing, that you wanted to, uh, you know, see some nurse memes, some current info, health trends. Um, if you want a couple of nurses, a Facebook group, you'll see it there too. So you guys could join. Yeah, we're we're on all the podcast outlets. So we go on Apple Podcast, Spotify. You know, we have some on SoundCloud, but we're not really SoundCloud anymore that much. You know, always uh, a Stitcher. Anywhere, all of them. Anywhere we listen to podcasts, you know. That's where we're, we're gonna be at. And where can they get those shirts? Are those shirts even for sale, or is that just you two? This is something for us to maybe in the future we'll, we'll sell them. But we did give away one shirt to a gentleman on, on, on Instagram. Uh, we had an extra shirt left over, so we just sent it to him. Yeah, those those are nice shirts. You guys should think about it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, Matt and Peter. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for jo- joining. If you guys are listening to this on the podcast, you guys are fantastic. Just please rate and review. You guys are amazing. If you're not listening to this on the podcast, don't you worry, because in the description box, there will be a link where you can click and go to the Apple podcast, and you can give me those five stars, because God damn it, you know Matt and Peter deserve it. They deserve those five stars, so please. Go hit those five stars. Um, Give me a like. Give me a a review. I'm going to catch you guys later. Thank you very much. Deuces. Thank you, guys.